You're now listening to a Binge Bull Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Proof Brain podcast. Right away, I would like to ask you for a favor. Could you please write a review for this podcast or at least share it with your friends? I bet that so many of your friends or family members could benefit from the content that I put online. There are so many people who have troubling relationship with food and also I believe that the topics I cover, they also apply to other unwanted habits. So don't let this podcast die and write a review. (laughs) Sometimes it really feels very lonely. It feels like I'm just shouting to the microphone. On other social media platforms, the interaction is a little bit easier. You just post something and you can receive uh, the feedback right away. However, with podcasts, it's a little bit more complicated. So if you would like to uh, share with me your opinion about my podcast episodes, leaving a review would be the best option. In today's podcast episode, we are going to talk about binge eating recovery paradoxes. And I was thinking whether the word paradox is actually the right word, but let's just go with it, you know? (laughs) Otherwise, I will waste a couple of hours of my day uh, on overthinking it. So let's just go with the word paradoxes. And I believe that uh, it's going to really help you because uh, just simply being aware of those paradoxes will be sufficient enough for you to just change your perspective on your habits. And also when you learn about them, you can just try to do the opposite thing. So when you're going to notice that you are trying one approach to binge eating recovery, you can try to do the opposite thing. At the end of today's podcast episode, you will understand what I mean. So let's start. I think I've listed like five paradoxes. So let's start with the first one. The first paradox I would like to discuss is the paradox of control. The more control you try to have over your eating, the more out of control you feel around food. The harder you try to control your food, the harder it will feel to achieve it. Often control leads to out of control eating. It's like holding sand in your hand. When you hold sand in your hand, when you held it loosely with an open hand, the sand just remains where it is. However, if you're going to tightly squeeze your hand, the more sand will start slipping through your fingers. When it comes to binge eating, the paradox of control refers to this phenomenon by which the harder you try to control your appetite and food intake, the more difficult it becomes to govern that control. So, the more we try to control what is actually uncontrollable, the worse things get. And I also have for you other examples. So the first example would be that um, the harder you try to fall asleep, the more difficult it might be for you to fall asleep. The harder you try to like stop thinking about something, for example, your ex, <laughs> the more you, you're going to find yourself just thinking about it. The more you try to control your negative feelings or maybe your body's reactions like sweat, blushing, 
the, the more powerful those emotions and those reactions will become. I know that because I have, <laughs> let's say, mild social anxiety and I often blush uh, when I'm interacting with other humans <laughs> and I'm aware of that and I feel like it, it just intensifies the redness of my face. <laughs> there are also other uh, paradoxes related to paradox of control. For example, parental paradox. So when parents want to help their children, uh, they see that the child is making an error during, let's say, solving a puzzle or tying shoes. And the parent comes in because the parent wants to control their child's behavior and wants to fix what's wrong. So they believe that if they won't help a child in this activity, the child will never learn. But actually, with parental supervision, things often get worse, not better. Because child feels frustrated, parent uh, feels frustrated as well. So the interaction becomes unfulfilling and drives more negative emotions. And actually, children learn, learn the fastest when they feel competent, secure and happy. So those were examples of paradox of control. So controlling your food, counting calories, um, hacking your appetite, sticking to meal plan, food rules, uh, those are all types of control. So if you found yourself trying those things in order to control your binge eating, maybe try something else. Try counterintuitive approach. Maybe try unrestrictive eating, competent eating, intuitive eating. Maybe those things you're going to find them helpful. And it's probable that at the beginning, you are not going to find them helpful because <laughs> actually intuitive eating isn't as simple as, as it sounds. The other paradox I want to discuss is the paradox of permission to eat. And of course, it is related to the paradox of control. So giving yourself permission, it actually slowly removes the urgency from your eating. Because during the binge eating, you want to eat as fast as possible. You want to be done with, with binge episode and you want to start fresh. So when you have that permission to eat, it takes away the urgency, guilt, shame. And now there's going to be a mind-blowing moment for you uh, because in my opinion, you rarely truly restrict. What you do is you attempt to restrict an attempt to restrict creates binge eating. <laughs> and the longer you restrict, the bigger the binge. That's often the case. So what happens behind the scenes is your impulse to compulsively eat is just growing in potency in the shadow of restriction. And the paradox is that for so many of my clients, when they granted themselves permission to follow their appetite, their desire to binge, it just decreased. So the question is, why deprivation leads to obsession? Why food rules cause binge eating? Well, reactance theory can partially explain it. So according to the psychological reactance theory, if people feel that their choice of behavior is going to be eliminated, they are motivated to resist to resist to restore that behavior that is threatened to be removed. <laughs> I, I think I complicated that. <laughs> In other words, 
when you feel that your freedom, for example, to eat cookies, when that freedom is being threatened, you feel motivated to rebel against whatever is robbing you of your freedom. So, for example, during pandemic, when the government said like, hey, you must stay home, all of us were like, no, I need to go out. Like, I cannot leave without going out. And everybody wanted to go to the supermarket because that was the safest place that we could go. And right now, when the pandemic is over, uh, all people just want to travel. They want to, you know, just participate in activities that are outside of our homes. Reactance theory also explains why so many people felt resistance to wear masks. Like they just felt that their freedom was taken away from them. And the same happens when you tell yourself that you cannot eat certain things. And coming back to the topic of binge eating and having uh, unconditioned permission to eat, there's one more reason why it works. Usually when you have some kind of dietary restrictions, it means that uh, less food is available for you. And on the other hand, when you have this unconditional permission to eat whatever you want, there is increased food availability. And psychologists figured out that the more available something is, the less your brain will want it. Because we all have very strong uh, scarcity bias. We have some unconscious assumptions. Uh, the, the assumption is that when something is scarce, it is valuable. And when something is abundant, it is not as valuable. So when you restrict food, all of a sudden that food becomes very valuable. However, when you eat intuitively and you don't have any rules about food, food is always available. So there is no reason for your brain to obsess about it. And also think about it in other areas of your life. Think about it next time you buy something on a website. Maybe you're going to notice that they put signs like just free items left, limited offer, this offer ends tonight. Pumpkin spice latte is only available in the shops in the autumn. So everybody wants to buy it because uh, its availability is, is very short. You cannot buy it like throughout the year. And your primitive brain reacts to all of those messages because it evokes scarcity mindset. Dieting food restriction causes scarcity mindset and your brain wants to rebel against it. It increases the value of that food. And when we talk about uh, permission to eat, there is one big criticism that I hear very often and it is that a person is afraid that they will never stop eating once they give themselves a permission to eat. And that was definitely a case for me. I had the same fears. And let me tell you, in my opinion, unconditional permission to eat must be combined with mindset work, emotional work, and so on. Permission to eat doesn't mean permission to binge or compulsively eat. No, even if you have permission to eat, the decisions to eat should still be made with attunement with your body, with your body's signals about hunger and fullness. They should be made with attunement to your emotional needs and so on. So it's not as simple as just, um, you know, eating whatever you want, whenever you want. So what paradox of permission can teach us? First of all, that when you say to yourself something along the lines like, 
I can't have bread, I cannot eat any sugar, and so on, it's time to stop trusting those thoughts. Because those thoughts, they just seem to be working in the moment. Because maybe in the moment, you can stop yourself from eating that thing. However, in the long term, they create over-desire for that food and they create urges to binge. So again, if you find yourself restricting your food, not giving yourself full permission to eat food, it's time to try different approach. Letting go of dieting, letting go of those food rules is a good idea. The next paradox I want to discuss is the paradox of acceptance. And I'm going to start with a quote from Carl Roger. The curious paradox is that when I accept myself as I am, then I can change. In order to recover from binge eating, we need to first accept what is. Ironically, acceptance often precedes powerful behavioral changes. So how we can start with acceptance? Perhaps with just saying that something is okay. And that's it. (laughs) For example, it's okay to think that I will never recover from binge eating. It's okay to doubt my chances of recovery. It's okay to binge after a stressful day. It's okay to feel defeated by my eating disorder. It's okay to feel angry about all those years I wasted by being preoccupied with food and your and my weight. So saying that it is okay to think what you think, to feel what you feel, when you think and feel those things, this is acceptance. But it is also okay not to be okay with what's happening in your life. And I know, I'm just bringing the next level of complexity. (laughs) The thing is that your life doesn't care how okay you are with your own experience. Being okay or not okay with certain things doesn't change the universe. It just changes your perspective. So I just think that admitting that you are not okay with something is also kind of acceptance because you accept your current perspective. You accept that currently you do not accept something. (laughs) So what I'm trying to say is that acceptance can take many different forms. Maybe it's going to be easier if I'm going to tell you what I don't want you to do. So for sure, I don't want you to fight with your experience. I don't want you to fight with your feelings, avoid your thoughts, distract yourself from sensations you feel. Because when you fight with your experience, when you actively want to make those urges to binge go away, when you try to force yourself to have loving thoughts about your body, you reject present moment. You claim that your thoughts and feelings must first be fixed before you accept them. And I often hear binge eaters say something along the lines like, I don't want this to happen again. I cannot gain any more weight. I hate those sensations. How can I make them go away? So it's time to try something different. Welcome your experience. Be curious. Make an attempt to accept what's happening. It's already happening. And when you argue with reality, you always lose. Another paradox I want to talk about is the paradox of avoidance. So, of course, the human instinct is to 
avoid pain. However, pain is a messenger. It helps you with the healing process. It tells you when something is hurting so that you have to, for example, stop that activity. However, I believe that we can take this a little bit too far. So, of course, listening to your pain is important. However, avoiding pain for too long is not good. (laughs) Avoiding pain can amplify the pain. So the paradox comes from the fact that, that in the first place, you avoid doing something uncomfortable, uh, avoid facing the truth, avoid doing the hard work, and then you experience even more of those things. When you avoid difficult conversation, you may experience more negative uh, repercussions because uh, meanwhile, you know, you may build up resentment, you may have more negative feelings, and maybe somebody is still repeating the, the behavior that harms you. Um, maybe I'm going to think about some other example. Uh, Other example would be procrastination, right? You don't want to do something. So in the moment you're giving in just to feel better right now. However, because you procrastinate, maybe you build up some more self-doubt. Then you feel pressure of time to do that activity. Maybe you also feel guilty uh, for doing it last minute. So you are just amplifying the pain uh, you're going to experience. So the way I would phrase the paradox of avoidance is that the more something scares you and you want to avoid it, the more you should probably do it. It's going to be uncomfortable anyways, so you have to choose your flavor of discomfort. Let's say that you want to avoid dealing with uncomfortable sensations in your body when you experience an urge. So you binge. But binge brings you additional layer of pain. If you would allow those sensations in the first place, of course, they would be still uncomfortable. They would be still painful. But there wouldn't be this additional level of of pain that you experience after the binge. Maybe right now you avoid talking to a therapist, coach, social worker. However, the longer you avoid this conversation or you avoid seeking for solution, seeking for treatment, the the more ingrained the habit is in your brain, the harder it's going to be to to break it uh, and the more suffering you're going to experience because you're going to still be binging. Maybe right now you also avoid certain foods because you are afraid of them. You believe that they are fattening. However, the solution may be to just bring those foods back to your diet. This is going to be the the healing part for you. And the last paradox I would like to talk about is the paradox of focus. So the more you focus on desperately trying to fix yourself and resolve your struggles with food the bigger the problem grows and you start to feel less capable of overcoming it. When you struggle with something, you give it energy. You shine a light on it and because your brain loves to create stories and uh, referring them back to self, all of a sudden you've created all the story about how useless, incapable and broken you are. So let's say that one time you didn't sleep enough You woke up late and decided to get breakfast um, in one of the fast food restaurants. And you're rushing through your breakfast in the car. So this is one situation, but your brain may, may create 
a story about that, right? Uh, that you are stupid, that you are undisciplined, that you will never achieve your goals, that successful people don't behave that way, that um, this breakfast uh, in a fast food restaurant is probably going to be a trigger for a binge. Um, your, your brain will create a story that you are addicted to food and this day is just wasted. It's going to be a terrible day. When we focus too much on the wrong things, we teach our brain to pay more attention to negative things. It's called negativity bias. So where's the paradox then? Being too focused on binge eating recovery brings the type of energy that isn't really that helpful. You become graspy. You want results now. You focus on what's still wrong instead of celebrating small and seemingly insignificant wins. So breaking free from unwanted habits requires letting go. To let go is to be free. Surrender brings calm energy. You accept what is. You detach from the outcome. You shift from control to surrender. In short, trying too hard can backfire. Okay, putting it all together. And this is going to be especially important for newbies. So if you've been doing something to overcome binge eating and it doesn't work, maybe try counterintuitive approach, counterintuitive to what you are doing right now. So let's say that right now you are trying to control your binge eating with a lot of control, maybe try letting go of control and trying intuitive eating. If every moment of your existence is focused on binge eating recovery, maybe look other direction. Think about expanding other areas of your life and do not be so much focused on trying to uh, fix your relationship with food. Or maybe right now you are a person with no schedule. You are free-flowing spirit, you binge, but you also eat whatever you want, whenever you want. So maybe for you, different approach would be to try more structure in your eating. Because if this doesn't work, then maybe try something else. Uh, what else? Maybe right now you are a person who's afraid of urges. You would do anything to prevent them from happening. So maybe... If that's not working, maybe try a different approach. Maybe try welcoming them with open arms. Say to yourself, like, bring it in. I'm ready to experience those urges. Maybe right now you fight with your eating disorder thoughts. So instead of fighting with them, try accepting them. Say to yourself that it's okay to have them. Maybe even you're going to have them forever. You can't control whether you have them or not. However, you can control your reaction to them. What else? Um, maybe you are a person who have been journaling about binge eating recovery, about every binge eating episode. Maybe you've been writing down every thought you had. Maybe you've been dissecting every binge for the last five years and it still doesn't work. You are still in the midst of your eating disorder. Maybe, again, try different approach. Maybe try less analyzing, less giving uh, attention to your eating disorder, less attaching meaning to your habit. Okay, guys, I hope that discussing those five 
binge eating recovery paradoxes was helpful for you. I would love to hear your opinion. And if you would like to chat with me, the easiest way, of course, would be to just message me on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye.